Hi, I'm Sophia, a founder and mother. This podcast is all about empowering mums who are ready to launch and grow businesses without the overwhelmed stress and confusion. Join me and some very special guests as we share game-changing tools, tips and actionable strategies designed to give mums ownership over their futures. If you're looking for freedom and flexibility for your family, you'll find it here at the Founder and Mother podcast. All the show notes and resources we talk about in each podcast episode can be found over at founderandmother.com, which is also where you can get more information on our business launch and growth courses, which are designed exclusively for mums. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Founder and Mother podcast. As always, I'm so excited to be here with you today talking about tips and strategies that I've learned from about 10 years or so working with tech companies and founders to help empower you mums who are looking to launch or grow your own businesses, businesses that you'll be able to, that will provide you with some flex, more flexibility and more freedom when it comes to your lives and the lives of your families. So I mentioned tech companies in the introduction today because today's episode is something that I think is probably thought about something very technical, which is building your website. Um, and even though I've spent so much time and many years working with some incredible engineers, software developers, product people, and we have built and they have built some of the most impactful um, products and um, apps across Australia and New Zealand and sometimes more globally than that. What I want to talk about today is that you don't need any of them or anybody like them to build your website. That too long didn't read of this episode is going to be that with the right mindset and the right plan in place, you, just you, can build your first website. And I think that that is something that is really empowering because having a website or representing your brand online is something I think people believe they need to spend a lot of money on and spend a lot of time on. And I want to reiterate as many times as possible today in this episode that you don't need to do that. Um, And so this is the first part of the Build Your Website two-part podcast series. In this episode, we're going to talk about creating the plan or the strategy that you need to be able to create the best website for your product or your service and represent your brand in the right way, the best possible way to your customers. And in the second part, we're going to be taking all of the learnings that we've got from today's episode and some of the previous episodes and actually start to select the platform and build out what your website is going to be. So I really hope that you'll join me with today's episode as we kick off with thinking about how to create the plan to build your own website. So what do we need to build a website? And there's a list of things that I'm going to talk about, but the absolute number one priority thing that you need to build a website yourself, if you're a non-technical person in this world that hasn't done it before, you know, a mum who's come from a career that wasn't about building websites, is the right mindset. And I talk a lot in these podcast episodes about an MVP or a minimum viable product mindset. There's a whole episode, episode three, which talks a little bit more about what that means. But The baseline of that is that we are creating something or our mindset is how can we create the minimum viable product or the minimum viable outcome? So the minimal website that in this case that meets the needs of our market. So we're not thinking about a website that has hundreds of pages or thousands of products at the start. We are thinking about how can we create something quickly, um, easily, cheaply, to get it into the market, to get it in front of our customers so that we can then learn what does and doesn't work. So rather than spending thousands of dollars on a website that's got loads of content that you think is really awesome, like I've seen this so many times, people spend so much money on websites because 
They're really personally attached to how it looks. They believe that it needs to have all of these really important pages which customers don't actually even view. And they, because of that, it becomes a really overwhelming process. It takes ages. It's a huge investment and it's a real barrier to actually launching your business or growing your business. So the MVP mindset is thinking about, okay, we're not going to go in that huge make everything perfect direction. We're going to go in the direction of getting things done because as we all know, done is better than perfect, especially when that done meets the needs of our customer base. So the MVP mindset is, I want to get this website out. I want to know exactly what it is it's going to do. I've got really clear understanding of how it's going to talk to my customers. And I'm going to find the cheapest, quickest, simplest way of getting that website out. And that mindset is going to be the game changer for for anything, but specifically in this case in building a website. If you can approach it with that, we just need to get take the next step. We just need to find the next easy action to take. Those cumulative actions will build into something that's incredible because once you've got it out in front of your customers, you can ask them. You can see which pages they do and don't use. We can see what is and isn't on there and what things they really engage with and create more things that look like that. So quick ways to get things in front of your customers and to test and learn are huge wins. And we can do that with our website. So along with the MVP mindset, ideally, you would have listened to some of the previous episodes, specifically episodes two to six, where we've gotten really clear from a business canvas on what it is, the value that we're offering to our customer, the solution to the problem that we're solving. And we also would have been really clear on who our target customers are. So the the audience persona template that we went through, I think, in episode four or five. Um, And then the brand and tone of voice in episode six will also be really important because those three things and those three templates really would have helped us capture who it is we're talking to, what's going to resonate with them and how we need to speak in order to make sure that we attract those right target customers. Because we know we've got a product or a service that solves a problem for them. And that's going to be the basis of kind of the information that we put on the website. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, then no dramas, this episode will still be valuable, but it might be worth going back and maybe having a look or downloading the free templates from foundrymother.com before you start to put any of this stuff into place. So here is my five-step plan to nailing your website strategy. And yes, you will come out of this with a strategy for your website. And that is going to be the Bible or the foundation of what it is you do moving forwards. The next, In the next podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about which platforms to use um, and like which features and functions are going to be important to you. But if you don't know what you want your website to do, who you want your website to talk to and how it's going to do that, which is the strategy we're talking about, you will look at, you know, there will be hundreds of different options for you in terms of platforms and features. It's going to be really hard for you to nail or to understand exactly what it is you need. And that's where we can fall into the trap of paying a lot of money or thinking we need all of these features and functions of the website that we know we actually don't need. So having a plan in place is going to give us a really clear direction and understand it's going to help us make decisions. And when we're not sure between a couple of different options, the strategy or the plan is going to help us. We're going to come back to that and that's going to help us make those right decisions. So that's a real, really important thing to do, first of all, to save us time and money in the long run. The strategy is also going to take all of that awesome work you've done around understanding who your target audience is, getting really clear on the solution and the problem it is you're solving, and knowing exactly what type of tone of voice and imagery is going to resonate with them. It's going to take all of that hard work and help you bundle it up to create the perfect outcome in the easiest, simplest, and fastest way possible. So let's get into it. 
So step number one is to get extremely clear on the goal of your website beyond just to sell a product. So the goal of a, the purpose of a website or the reason we'll create a website is to really house the it's the online presence of a brand. If you see something on social media or on Instagram or TikTok and you're interested in that brand, you're most likely going to click through to the website. So it's where we can create the best representation of who our brand is and what it is we want a customer to do once they know about our brand. So if it's to sell products, we want to be really clear about which products and how they're going to purchase those products from our website. If it's, it might be to talk about a service or to give more information about a professional service that we offer, or it might be to build a community. So not every website has to, you know, take a payment at the end. Um, and if you don't need to take a payment, that's one tick in the box in terms of what do we need to look for from a platform point of view in the, you know, further down the track. So get really clear on the goal of your website and what you need it to do, the primary goal, the maybe secondary goals. Um, so you might sell a product, but also want to talk about, you know, who you are as a brand. But what's the number one goal that you want your website to achieve? So get really clear on that. The second step is to think about the pages or the content on your website that is going to bring that goal to life. And this is where sometimes we can think, you know, you might have seen some websites that you're really into and they might be quite large websites or further iterations of a website from a very, very established brand. For first iteration, we really need to think about what every single page on the site is going to do. Like, is it going to help us achieve our goal? And if it doesn't, we should be really questioning whether or not we need it. A good tip here is to think about the navigation, so the menu on a website. So some websites have like four or five different pages on a menu, and I think that's awesome. If there are more than four or five pages or pages that you think you'll have that aren't featured on a menu, I'd really question whether or not it is you need it. Like typically, realistically, you would need um, obviously a home page. You might need a page that talks about who you are as a brand or who you are as a founder. A products or services page absolutely need a contact us page, and if appropriate, you might need a blog or a podcast page if you're talking if you've got those as kind of marketing channels. But they're basic. They're the basic structure from us from a page kind of navigation, or sometimes it's referred to as a site map. If you're going to go beyond those five pages, I think yeah, as I said, really think clearly about what it is that those pages offer um, and whether or not you need them. So now we know the purpose of our site. We know the pages that our site's going to include. Now we need to think about the content that's going to be on those pages or the copy. And this is where the tone of voice guide and the audience persona template is going to come in so handy because we want to make sure those messages on those pages, we need to think about headings, subheadings, there might be bodies of text on there. What are those messages that we know will really resonate and how do we make sure that we keep that kind of hierarchy of information really aligned with the information and the work we've done before? And so when you're thinking about copy, I would absolutely have that persona, that person that you've created who is your target customer in front of you and front of mind during this. So what messages would relate to them do we want to speak really technically? Do we want to talk just specifically about product features that we are selling or, you know, the, the ins and the outs of what it is that we do? Or are we talking a little bit more holistically about the impact of what our business, our product, our service does for that customer? So think about the different types of copy and content you would want on each page. This is another reason why only having four or five pages is really useful because it keeps our information. We don't want to duplicate information across multiple pages. It keeps that information really concise and gives us a good plan or a good map of kind of where those messages are going to feature. Just to add on to step three, 
I would create this in a Google Doc. It's really simple to use. If you are, if you have a business partner or someone else that's kind of helping you out, you can easily share it with them. But you can also then copy and paste that text or integrate it with a free tool called Grammarly, which will check the copy your punctuation and grammar for you, which is an absolute must. I am terrible at typos. <laughs> Anybody that's worked with me before, I'm really, I really rush when I write, and the attention to detail with um, not making yet yeah, spelling errors is sometimes something that I need to work on. And Grammarly has been a huge, huge game changer for me because you can just pop the text in, make sure you've not made any silly errors, and then export it back out and use that on the website copy, which we'll talk a little bit more in episode two. The fourth step is when you're thinking about pages and the copy that's going to go on each pages is to think a little bit about data collection. So I'm not talking about capturing, you know, five or 10 fields of information about a customer. Although if that is a purpose of your website, then that's something that you should obviously be thinking about. But there's generally a couple of really easy ways to capture customer email addresses. And we always want to make the most of any opportunity we can to find out more about our customers so that we can contact them in the future when things come up that are relevant to them. So we're not talking about spamming customers. We're just talking about having a little bit of information about our customers so that we can help personalize their experience on our website. So e-commerce stores, you would have all seen this. Generally speaking, there'll be a welcome offer, like a pop-up on the homepage that might offer something like 10% off or $10 off um, if you provide someone with your email address. Another way to do this might be a newsletter subscription. So they enter their information and then you'll be providing them with regular updates. So if you're a service, that might be something that you want to do as well. Um, And then also, obviously, a form like a contact form, potentially people, you should be providing them with an email address to contact, but sometimes people like to be able to utilize a form on that contact page as well. So that's some other information that can go on the contact us page. So just start to have a think about where makes sense to ask somebody for their email address. We don't want it on every single page, but we also don't want people to kind of struggle to find out how to get in touch with you because those back and forth is really important. And the fifth step is now that we understand the website layout, we know what it is we're going to be saying on those pages and we've understood how we're going to find some information about our customers is to make sure that customers see themselves as soon as they jump onto the website. And imagery is really, really important. Obviously, we wouldn't have a website that was just pure black and white text That's unlikely to help achieve our goals. People are a bit more visual than that, generally speaking. So images on pages really help break up text um, and it really helps bring your brand to life. So making sure that the images that you use really reflect those customers. So I've said this before, but if your customer target audience are real mums, like for me, for example, real life mums who are, you know, working hard and want to create these more flexible and freedom filled futures, I'm unlikely to use images where I've got a lot of models or influencers or potentially really young women, for example. So just making sure that when your customers do reach your site, they see images that represent themselves. I think it's really important. And so you can use royalty-free image um, sites like Unsplash is a really good one that I use, but there are a few other ones that you can have a look at. Um, so the web, so the site, the images on those websites, you can type it in the search bar, anything that you want to look for. Um, it'll show you lots and lots of different images and each has their own kind of royalty um, specifics. But generally speaking, you can download those images and use them on your website for free. You might just have to credit the photographer potentially in some places. So just make sure you do check out the um, copyright information on any of the images you download. 
bearing in mind, lots of people use Unsplash. And so some of the nicer images on there are likely to be used on other websites. But if you've got a bit of time and you can kind of trawl through and find some of the more unique images, it's an awesome way to get access to um, some professional images. If you haven't had a chance to do a photo shoot or anything like that, um, when you're thinking about launching your website. So checking out Unsplash is a really good way of getting the images um, beforehand. Also really important is if you're a service or if your website is talking about you as a founder that you think about, I know it can be a bit intimidating, but thinking about having some images of yourself on there. They don't have to be like the LinkedIn headshots on a white background in a suit. It can be very candid, very casual, very relaxed, and they're generally the images that people engage with a bit more. But definitely do think about having some images of the human people that work in your business on your website. You'll be so surprised how much more trust and empathy your brand shows when it's people of real people's faces are featured on there rather than kind of just graphics. And so now after those five steps, you've got a document or a strategy which outlines the purpose of your website the and the people it's going to be talking to. It outlines the pages that are going to be on there, the copy that's going to be on each of those pages, how we're going to collect customers' data and the images that are going to really support and bring to life your brand, which is an incredible place to be when we think about actually now building it. So amazing work if you've managed to do that. Having that strategy and plan in place is going to be a really good foundation for us to make the right decisions in terms of which platform we're going to choose and how we're going to build that site out. So um, best of luck with thinking about the strategy for your website. I can't wait to come back and talk to you a bit more about how we're going to put that strategy into place in part two, which will be airing shortly. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Founder and Mother podcast. A reminder that you can download any templates or tools mentioned at foundermother.com and also join the mailing list for other insights and resources to help you on your journey. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It really does go a long way in helping me reach more mums just like you.